Welcome to the Life Church STL podcast. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope this message encourages and inspires you. Thanks for listening and enjoy today's message. You ready for the word? Okay. So I don't know if you can tell, but the message this morning is about joy. And um, as family, uh, Christmas service time today, this morning, we have our kids with us. Is there any kids in here? Oh my goodness. Let me say that one more time, or ask that one more time, and you can scream, okay? Are there any kids in here? Yeah! <laughs> All right, yeah. So, <laughs> this today is about celebrating Christ, who He is, that He's come, and one of the, the primary uh, purposes that he came is so that he could bring his joy, God's joy to, to us. And I'm not one, and I'm not going to do it today either, but to just start off, because it's a little cheesy, with like jokes. Uh, some pastors uh, I've seen do that, you know, it's kind of like lighten the crowd, open people up. I just, you know, feel like maybe I'm just funny, so then that helps. <laughs> but we should be able to laugh and, and have fun and have joy in our walk with God, in our time with Him here in this service. Um, and yes, there are serious moments, but, but one of the primary reasons He came is to bring joy. And that joy is, is His glory. It's, it's what gives Him glory. It's what is a sign of who He is, is that His people are not sorrowful. They, they, they aren't down and downcast, but have the joy of the Lord in them. And just as we've been seeing, the joy of the Lord is their strength. Or in that, the, you know that in that verse, uh, that's the only time that that word is actually translated strength, but every other time it's translated fortress or stronghold. And that, that statement means that, that the joy of the Lord is our fortress, is our covering, it's our protection. It's not that I get strong, it's that he's strong and keeps me where I'm supposed to be. The joy of the Lord is my fortress. And in Luke 2.10, you have this moment where, where the shepherds are out in the field and an angel of the Lord comes to them and, and, and just appears and the glory of the Lord is, is shining all around them and they're, they're in fear. And in verse 10, Luke 2.10, it says, Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. And why, why is that? He, he says, I bring you good tidings of great joy. And why? The joy is that, he says just after that, For there is born to you a Savior, and it's Christ the Lord. The joy is Christ. The joy that we will have and, and do have is because of Christ, and it is Christ, our Savior. You know that word joy or rejoice 
It's used like over 400 times in the Bible, and I didn't count all of them, but I, I looked it up because I just kept seeing Scripture and Scripture and Scripture throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament, speaking of joy or rejoicing. And, and that is what God wants for His people, not to be living in this place of sadness, but of joy because we've found the true joy of the Lord, His joy. And in John 16, Jesus said, no one will take your joy from you. No one can take it away. This joy that he is bringing, he says, no one will be able to remove that from you. Why? It's because that joy didn't come from something in this world and something in this world can't take it away. It's something outside of of all this stuff that we're living in. This joy is the joy of God. This joy is the joy that, that God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit had between themselves, that, that they had this joy of, of being with each other for eternity. This joy is from eternity and will last for eternity. It's not bound. So when, when Christ came, comes to give it to us, that's, how he said, that's why he says that this joy, no one's going to be able to take this from you because this joy is everlasting. This joy is my joy. In John 15, starting in verse 9, it says, As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love just as I have kept my Father's commandments and I abide in His love. And he says, these things, these things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you. And that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. He tells us what He wants for us is that His joy will be in us and it will remain in us and it will stay there and it can't be taken away, right? He said that too. But not only that, but that the joy that he's given us, that joy would fill us up, that it would, like, not just a little bit, but that we would be filled up full of his joy. That means that it drives out any of the sorrow, the sadness, those things that it fills up inside of you whenever you come before Him and drives those things away. Right before that, He tells us what to do for that to happen, right? He says, keep my commandments. Live how He's told us to live. And, and then you will abide in His love. And then your joy will be full. Again, as I've said, this joy isn't just some fabricated joy, something that we can get here just by, you know, sometimes people try to find happiness by, you know, doing well in school or making a lot of money, 
or making it to this certain point in your life where you feel like, then I'll, I'll just be happy. But those things are just momentary happinesses, if that's even a word. There's a lot of S's in there. They're just momentary, but this joy is not something like that. This joy is the foundation that everything else can be built upon that makes everything in our lives full of joy. Part of us finding joy is being obedience. Obedience is the pathway to joy. And in Psalm 32, 11, it gives us these, these commands, if you will. We're even commanded to have joy and to be glad and to rejoice. Psalm 32, 11, be glad in the Lord and rejoice, you righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. It's commanding us, be glad in the Lord and rejoice. Shout for joy. It's not saying like, hey, maybe if you want to, you can do this. It's saying this is who you are. This is why you've been created. This is what you should do because this is what he's created you to do. Philippians 4, 4, it says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Rejoice when? Always but you don't know, like I'm just going through all kinds of stuff, but do you know that, that the joy of the Lord is our stronghold and our strength? And when we start to understand that, we realize that when something is, is going on or something's happening or starting to feel something, it doesn't feel good, and then all of a sudden we say, oh, I know that the joy of the Lord is my stronghold, it's my fortress, it's the walls that protect me. I am going to find joy right now in this moment and I'm going to praise Him. I'm going to rejoice. And that joy is going to protect me. His joy is going to protect me from this stuff. And we soon realize that that stuff is meaningless because what is real and true is the joy that the Lord gives And Isaiah speaks of what God wants for His people. And again, here in the Old Testament, talking about joy and rejoicing, what He sees for us as we move forward with Him, what we can look forward to. In Isaiah 35.10, it says, And the ransomed of the Lord shall return. And come to Zion with singing, with everlasting joy on their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. So what does he want for us? This, this, the reason that we are celebrating, the reason that he came, of course, it's, it's for us to be saved, to come into the place where we know Him and, and love Him and trust Him and have faith in Him and believe that in who He is, right? But the goal of what He wants for us 
in that is so that we can find joy in Him and find that peace of, of what it's going to be like in heaven. He's almost giving us a glimpse, say, when you come to know me and the reason that I came is so that you could come back into this relationship with me, the reason that I want you in this relationship with me is because I want you to find joy in all of who you are and what you need in me. It says you shall return and come to Zion singing with everlasting joy on their heads. I just want to have joy on my head, you know? I'm going to wear a hat that just says joy. Joy being on my head. What, is that? what does that mean? It's just that, that it's, it's on the top. It's the first thing. It's everything. It's in my mind. It's, it's in my spirit. It, it is who I am. It's who we are. That's what He wants for us, that, that who we are is a joyous and rejoicing people because of who He is. In Isaiah 55, 12, it says, For you shall go out with joy and be led out with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth into singing before you, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come the cypress tree. Instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree. And it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. See, this is it's telling us where we're heading and what we're, what we're being led to. That when we celebrate Christmas and Christ's coming, just as as the angel of the Lord said to the, to the shepherds, and he, he said to them, Don't fear! I bring you good tidings of great joy. I am bringing you something that will bring joy to your life and joy to everyone around you. And it's Christ. This is, is really the the ultimate purpose of God in His creation is for them to find joy in Him. And that last verse that we just read, it shows us what we need to be careful to do and, and take care of and why we should have this joy. Because it says, and it shall be a name to the Lord for a name. It shall be to the Lord for a name. For an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. It shall be an everlasting... Your joy is a sign of who God is. See, oh, see, now we're getting somewhere here. It's, it's like, it's not just because He wants you to be happy, because happiness is just having a little good time in the moment. But He wants you to have His joy. And then having His joy that nobody can take away and nothing or no circumstance can take away so that in that moment when there's all this stuff 
going on around you and you have joy, then it will be a sign of who he is. Anybody? I know that I've had that. I've had that happen. And I bet you have too. When something's going on and, and, and something's happening and somebody comes and says, have anybody had this happen? Somebody comes to you and says, I, I don't understand. How, how are you in just such a good mood? How, how is it, you know, at work or something going on in your family, how, whatever it is, and somebody sees and they're like, how is it that you can have your head high and, and have this joy in your spirit in this moment and what's going on? And you say, because it doesn't have to do with what's going on around me. My joy isn't because of the stuff. My joy is because of God. Because of who He is. And it's like a big, you know, like light up sign on the top of your head that shows who God is. And it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. This is the everlasting sign that we find joy in who God is. We find His joy. That is the sign that people will see. That is the sign. You know, you see these road signs. Anybody, I don't know. I mean, I look at road signs. Does, ever, does anybody ever, like, you know, buy something because of a road sign? I'm not really sure. But I'm telling you, this is not just some road sign that you pass by and you, you ignore. This is an everlasting sign, right? Because His joy is everlasting. And when you have His joy, that this sign that is on your face and is in you and that shows around you whenever something's going on, this sign cannot be ignored. This sign is a sign that will bring people in to know Him because of what He's done in your life. The joy of the Lord in you, the joy of the Lord being your fortress, being your stronghold, being everything that you need and that is your protection and, and your strength. That joy is the joy that's going to show people around you who God is. Our joy is for His glory. So you can't say, you know, and I know, I have known a few people that, like, I, I don't, I just can't see God as being nice, you know? I, I, I like the Old Testament because, you know, the fire and brimstone, and He's just mean and just, you know, wants to punish us. And I say, I, you're, you're missing so much of who God is. Yes, there is obedience. But God doesn't want to punish. He does have justice in Him, but, but He doesn't want to punish. He wants to give life. He wants to give joy. He wants your life to be full. Not 
just to have joy, but to be full of joy. Why? So that our joy can be a sign of who He is and also for, that our joy is His glory. It is giving Him glory when we have joy. Like, how, how do you, you say, how, how, how do you glorify God? You glorify God by having joy in Him and having joy in the circumstance and rejoicing in Him and who, for who He is in whatever circumstance. And then the glory is shown all around of who God is. And it gives Him glory. Can we see? Can we see? That He wants us to get a glimpse of eternity, even now. Because, right, there's not going to be any sorrow or sadness in eternity in heaven with Him. When we make it to there, to that place, there will be no sorrow or sadness. And when Christ came and He was born, He came to bring that piece of heaven to us and say, I want you to live in that joy. I can give you a little taste of heaven, a little taste of eternity here if you will follow me. If you would just do what I'm asking you to do, then you will have this joy, this joy everlasting that no one can take away. And this joy is a glimpse of heaven and eternity. Amen? Will you stand with me? Thanks for listening today. We pray this message encourages you. If you have any questions or you'd like to learn more about us as a church, you can always visit us online by going to lifechurchstl.com.